Hey everybody. I hope you're having a great week. I know I am because we're back. Woo! Sorry for that one week hiatus. Um, I was getting my butt kicked by life and that happens sometimes and I'm better for it. Uh, at least that's what I tell myself at night. Anyway, um, I hope you guys missed us. We have a really cool episode for you. We have um, the very funny comedian Claudia Estrada um, and we talk about all kinds of things in this episode. So I hope you're ready, excited, having a wonderful week in this great weather and uh, enjoy the episode. You're listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz. Real scary, real silly, real stories. everybody. Welcome to Real Chills. I'm so excited for our guest today. Today we have Claudia Estrada. Claudia, how are you? Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm great. Thanks for being now on the show. Valentine's Day is over. <laughs> yeah, you didn't you didn't celebrate Good. Valentine's Day? No, I didn't have a Valentine's Day. Oh. <laughs> I had one, but we kept it really low-key, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> you know. When you've been dating for six years, you're like, oh, it's on a Tuesday. Yeah, we're not doing it this year. We're going to oh, wait. Every seven years, we'll do one when it's on a Friday or Stupid Saturday. Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do, anyway. do you know Do you know this chick from Instagram? I don't, but Have wow. you ever seen her? Look at her. No. Boobs. I know. She has great boobs. I know boobs. this isn't recording. Yeah, we're not showing. Yeah. Um, But it's like a very uh, attractive woman. <laughs> big She's boobs. a big big titted yeah good for her i know i have to hide that at work when i go on zoom so. <laughs> i can't imagine why and i like to get out specifically I'm like let me show it <laughs> yeah show it off that's awesome um cool uh so we always like to start our guests with the same question and that is when it comes to the paranormal where do you stand are you more of a true believer or a skeptic um I, I'm I'm definitely like a true believer but I feel like even like today when I was like thinking about the story I want to tell I was like skeptical of myself even in the moment. <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying like even when you've seen it yourself there's still always something in your back of your mind that's like well maybe I like was like really tired that day or something like that like even right. when you know 100% and over years you've been telling yourself there's still always like a little back of my mind like but as far as like there like I don't believe in like the heaven or hell aspect of ghosts mm, okay like I don't believe like anything to do with like God because I don't believe I'm like That's a fair yeah and like some people are like how can you be an atheist and be a like because I believe in like that there's a scientific way Mm -hmm. a science way that we can prove this we just haven't proven that yet you know like, i agree yeah that makes yeah sense. like taps ghost hunters the <laughs> that's, I watch. that's an old school reference wow <laughs> the only people i watch the, the only people that don't do like i do believe in psychics but not really when it comes to that yeah kind of stuff. but Did i do you... believe in like psychics but not all the time I always say psychics are like mechanics, like there's good ones and there are bad ones, you know, <laughs> like you have to like get some good recommendations and, you know, it, it, it can, it's a range. I have never been to a real 
psychic and I that's still like on my bucket list because I, I I do believe they're really out there you should it's really it's kind of motivational I don't know like I don't know if psychics I don't know if psychics are real or not but like having someone just kind of sit down and tell you like what your life could be is still very motivating you know you're like oh okay if I just like ignore all the obstacles I can totally get to this and when future. I see people like talking to the dead or like saying something like that it's always something just like so specific I'm like yeah. I'm obsessed with those people I'm okay. always like they had to have looked up something I was just I was just watching TikToks on this one guy I can't remember what his name is it's like Kevin something and I was just like he was he was bringing up all this stuff and I was like how how did he do this I I'm more skeptical of them than the like future telling psychics the the dead people psychics. well I'll tell you my sister went and saw like a real it was real because she like sent me the recording of it of her pregnant and I will tell you this she was like saying that she was talking to my grandmother who passed a year before that she was pregnant and the psychic goes to her she goes are you scheduled for a c-section and then my sister was like no and it was her first kid she's like no I wasn't and she told me that she looked kind of scared and she goes never mind either way your grandmother's gonna be there with you the whole time and then wow. two months later when she gave birth super difficult birth had to have an emergency c-section like so with Whoa. that that's crazy that's and so she cool like, she had a really tough birth she had preeclampsia oh and the psychic knew and was like mm, i'm not gonna tell her the, the psychic <laughs> said let her <laughs> yes yeah just, oh, i'd be the same i if i was a psychic i wouldn't tell anyone i would just be like i'm not doing it right she <laughs> goes oh she goes you know never mind never mind don't worry about it that's fucking that scared the shit out of me because she recorded it and i got to hear the recording i'm like Whoa. but it's nice that your grandma was there with her if that's true too you know yeah and i want to experience that yeah so that's awesome. Um, did you, so I know your story takes place when you were a kid. Is this story what kind of made you believe that there was more out there or were you like totally into the paranormal beforehand? Grew up in like my grandma's house where my mom grew up and their family and the ghost stories were told to me my whole life. I love and it. I had never <laughs> experienced anything just one time ever. Mm -hmm. Um, and we all lived in that house, big Victorian. Uh, I think the date it was built 1900 is the exact date. Wow. Huge land. So no one was near us. It was all land. And like, it's spooky. Is it in, in Pennsylvania? It, yeah. Zionsville, Pennsylvania. Wow. So like in the Allentown area and it is spooky. Like you look at it, it's spooky. Like that sounds awesome. I love that. <laughs> well, my grandma's all like she wanted everything. She's she was she was a hoarder. So that's another thing with the ghost is like she was a hoarder, but she would hoard antiques. Oh, no. so her house not only was <laughs> antique, every single thing like when I say you couldn't see the walls, mm. you couldn't see like everything was a thrifted item i'm talking trinkets the furniture the bedroom the bedroom everything you sat on was used 
Quiet. So it's so haunted in this house. Everything. So if you think about what you experienced there, it could have been dolls. Uh-huh. Late. I don't mess with dolls at all. <laughs> Hundreds of dolls in that house, old Victorian dolls, like those weird talking. ones with like the the eyelid that like one shuts and the other one. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Hundreds of those. those. I mean, dolls that were, there was this one doll that we would always, you know, it was rumored that there was some living in it. And she was like, kind of like a rag doll that we wouldn't fuck with as kids because we were scared of it. Yeah. And mostly my grandma was the one telling us the stories. <laughs> so she was like, oh no, that's just, you know, she just jokes. knows. <laughs> it sounds like she's just like talking about her neighbors. Like, oh yeah, that's just Jenny. She's a demon. <laughs> oh, much. Man. And, and I had heard about different stories my whole life growing mm-hmm. up in that house. Um, my mom had her own experiences and we were brought up like that's the thing, too, about talking about this because we were brought up not to talk about. it. Oh, interesting. So it's like even this like idea of like being on a podcast. And I think I told you I was like, my mom doesn't know because Oh no. <laughs> not that not that she would care, but just okay. you were kind of taught because if you talk about it, it's going to come about. You're like kind of calling it. Yeah. Right. So that's the thing you didn't really talk about it. That's so interesting. I haven't heard that before. I mean, like my mom doesn't want me to talk about like our house being haunted, but that's because she's like, no one will visit. <laughs> if you keep telling. So she still lives different. in it yeah yeah she oh. still is there so she's like no one will come see us if you and I'm like more people will come to the house if I tell people um but oh, yeah that, right yeah no one's scared yeah. they want to see see the haunted house um but do you want to get into your story yeah okay. okay um so basically like I said I had like grown up hearing about all this stuff I'd always believed like a ghost, you know, and stuff like that. And I was always scared of that house, but I'd never seen anything until I was 12 years old. And let me tell you that house, so many people lived there. So you were never alone. And this day so happened to be the only day I'd ever been alone in that house completely, which now looking back on it. is why Um, yeah (laughs) okay which is weird because like because that house is so much full of kids grandkids like we all lived there at one point we would go to school and come home every day it was like so much full of life and then as we started to get older and I'm the youngest of everybody everybody wasn't coming home after school or wasn't going to and I was coming home alone after school every day my sister had like extra curricular activities and stuff so I was there alone and just being there alone is scary. <laughs> like as a 12 year old, because like, it, even if like you're walking, there's like all these paintings, like these old school paintings. What? Did your 100- grandma grow up in a Scooby-Doo house? I'm sorry. Literally <laughs> Scooby-Doo haunted mansion. Yeah. <laughs> the walls Vibes. were covered in like old paintings and you always oh. felt that they were like watching the you and would walk. <laughs> so just literally going from upstairs to downstairs was scary alone. Yeah. So I went and and this is like set up. I want to explain to you. This house is like set up where there's you come in and there's two kitchens essentially. There's 
because technically there was like a di- a kitchen and then like a servant style setup where there's another kitchen the kitchen attaches down into steps and then there's a whole nother back steps that take you upstairs so there's like two that's how old the house was because that was sort of like your the workers would come up those ways does that make sense that makes perfect sense to me okay sometimes there are two flights of steps in old houses Mm -hmm. you've ever seen that but the steps were like always those steps were always blocked off so like nothing could really go in or out and it would lead to bedrooms upstairs so I was like okay I'm gonna go get a drink from the kitchen I like geared up I'm like okay Claudia let's go (laughs) what could happen (laughs) or whatever right and like I walked and this house is big it's hard to explain walk down through the sec to the second kitchen where the fridge is it's like one of those like old school like 90s fridges where you have to like you can get the ice out of the machine what is that you know what I'm talking about the ice what do you mean right like the ice, ice machines that oh you the can- ice maker got it yeah 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 like okay. an ice maker but it's like an it's like a 90s it's real like old okay I don't know. I'm setting up the scene. <laughs> I'm I'm picturing it. <laughs> so I go downstairs and I'm like, get a cup of water and I'm like pressing on the thing and there's no ice coming out. I'm like, and I'm like distracted by this ice. And then I felt something almost breeze by me, like run by me by my shoulder. And it was like, I felt like it had long hair, like long red hair. And like, I come from a redheaded family. Mm. So it's like normal to see a redhead running around. I don't know why I had to- <laughs> Interesting, okay. Run by me and then go down that flight of steps that leads you down into another room that takes you up into those like other flights of steps that I was telling you about. And when I tell you, <laughs> I'm like frozen still. And I like peek down to down the stairs or where, whatever that went. And I like immediately was like, grandma? Cause I'm like, there has to be somebody here with me. Mm-hmm. Cause my grandma at one point had red hair, it was gray. Okay. But at one point our hair was red. So I was like, grandma. And then in the back of my mind, I'm like, there's no way she can run. She's <laughs> that six fast. years yeah. old at this mm-hmm. point. And also it was like a smaller, smaller than me, like a child almost or my size because I was 12 years old and it had to been my size it wasn't much bigger than me and then the ice machine started going and all the ice started coming out and I no it was like almost like something had stopped like and then looking back I'm like maybe kind of like absorbed all the energy it could out of everything it could find oh wow to like show me itself i'm not really sure i ran for my (laughs) yeah (laughs) i ran back up square and then i switched schools the following year because i was like i don't want to come here anymore i don't want to be alone here anymore Mm -hmm. and actually switched schools because because of the ghosts like i didn't think about it but because i never told anybody that i saw it you didn't tell anybody like your family what if they have stories too you have to like talk and see 
because they might have had their own. I didn't tell anybody because I was because again I was like there's no way I could have seen that like I was just so scared and so and I was alone and like now that I think about it I'm like yeah it was weird that I was alone like yeah I don't know I've never been alone in that house and yeah looking back on I switched schools (laughs) because you're scared because yeah because I would go to my grandma's and then take the bus to the school but we didn't live in that school area code where my grandma lived so I was like I'm just gonna go and I can go back to my house and not be here alone (laughs) wow that is so interesting I've never heard of them powering up like that but to me it makes so much sense I don't know if that could have just been like anything related I just remember that happening and like the ice coming out and me being freak the fuck out and like running for my life like it was delayed it's so weird that it wasn't coming out and then she runs or whatever it is runs past you and right. then it starts working again like it doesn't and then they, feel... tell, they say that it needs to take energy from somewhere i don't know how that stuff yeah wow do you know the history of your house at all do you know if like other redheads live there no there's stories i mean there's stories, <laughs> there's stories of my mom speaking German in her sleep when she was a kid. Does she speak German or just randomly? No, no. Whoa. There's stories like- Because your uncle, mom grew up in that house, right? That makes My sense. mom was a little kid. She moved in when she was like 11 or 12. Um, there's stories. Basically that back room that I'm talking about that leads you up into like these other part of the house there's like a bedroom back there like my uncle was like refu- he refused to ever go back in his room oh, type wow. it. like he would stay there but he would not stay in his room wow okay well, well those are just <laughs> legends and myths and and you yeah. know i mean there's a story of my grandma hearing people having sex and no one was in the house i mean there's stuff that just like that's kind of hilarious that like the ghosts were getting it on in your grandma's <laughs> house like that's <laughs> I mean, it could have been anybody really my <laughs> sister seeing feet I mean my my other sis my cousins uh hearing you know clinking you know touchings of things I mean it honestly the list does go on and on of <laughs> and you've never seen anything after that like that was it was like one and because you stopped going there yeah, I mean, and, you know, I would go there, obviously, but I had never seen anything, never seen anything before that. And then right. we sold the house in 2018. Oh, wow. Did you yeah. tell them about the ghost? <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to answer that. I think no, I, I really, because <laughs> it kind of like looking back on it is a little traumatizing. I'm not yeah. like, yeah, looking back on stuff like that, because, you know, yeah, it's like, you know I don't know looking back on it now I didn't admit it to myself I guess I guess I was skeptical I think for me I've always believed what I've seen because I I don't know I know myself and I was too young to be like a liar (laughs) not a liar but like to make stuff up you know what I mean like I think for me, it's more trying to convince other people of what I've experienced is the part where I'm like, ugh, it's not worth it. <laughs> like, well, I have a whole podcast doing that, but do you know what I mean? Like, that's where <laughs> no it one ever believed you. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, like my dad does. My dad is very into the paranormal stuff, but my mom was always like, no, don't talk about it. Um, which only made me want to talk about it more, honestly. But yeah, it's more just like when you hear yourself saying the story, you know how unbelievable it sounds, but you yeah. also know in your heart, like, nah, this happened. Like I wasn't dreaming. Like you think about like your senses, like this is what I felt physically. Like I could feel the like the cold breeze or whatever. And you're like, all right, can't explain that, you know? Yeah, I mean, it took me 10 years to admit it to myself because it wasn't until someone was like, ghosts aren't real. And I was like, yeah, they are. And I'm like, okay, I've seen one. Let's drop it. <laughs> Let's move on. I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. Like, <Yeah>. what? <laughs> Does your mom have red hair? Yeah. I was, all, my, I was... all redheads. Wow. My whole family is redhead. That's so, so. funny because that's like a recessive gene, right? That's not dominant. That's interesting. Maybe it was. So the reason I ask is another thing that sometimes happens in like weird, like thin places, which is like just where like paranormal people like believe like realities are, are like thin, like the, the line between realities are thinner is like time slips. So I'm like, what if it was your mom as a little girl? I've thought about that same thing. <laughs> I have that it because I do believe in the idea of the idea of a ghost just being a glitch in the time in a yeah, time. Like, like yeah. Right. Like that could have been my family when they were smaller. Like you could have been haunting your mom. Like you're the reason your uncle doesn't go. <laughs> that that was in that show. <laughs> what show? Um is it the Netflix. not Fly Manor? The other yes. one? Yeah, remember? Oh, it is Fly Manor. Yeah. Yeah, remember she like dies and she, she, I don't know if you saw it. I don't want to remember. I did see it. I did. I okay. Saw yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, I got, I really liked Fly Manor until like the second to last episode because I was like, what is this? You should have, anyway, that's another. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I fell off like second season or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't watch scared. He does Midnight Mass too and I, I hate it. Yeah, I couldn't series. get into that. Too many. I I don't really like like you said. You're not religious. I I can't. There's only so much fictional religion I can take before I'm like I literally feel like I'm in mass and I need to turn this off right now. I can't handle it. Right. Like I want to be scared. You know. I love the exorcist shit. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It's fun, but it's like how believable <laughs> can we? Go? Yeah. Yeah. So is this like the only ghost slash paranormal thing you've ever experienced? That's it. I I've always wanted to experience something again like me and my mom obviously my mom's big into the paranormal mm -hmm. and my sister like have been talking about going and maybe like staying the night somewhere but Ooh. I don't know I'm I'm, I'm scared again I'm not gonna lie <laughs> that's so funny yeah so I guess it is it sounds like it is the house that has something going on with it if you haven't and there's people that live in it now apparently but I don't know how it's going because we sold it in 2018 and they said they were going to renovate it. I was like, good luck. <laughs> Have fun with that. Yeah, because that's when they all come out. When you start changing stuff, that's when they're like, nah. And it, it does make me think like being alone in the house, it does. It's kind of sad. Like if you do turn it into a different way of not being scared and you're like, OK, I was completely alone in the house. Like maybe it was kind of lonely or like yeah. maybe. 
it wanted like why did it show itself to me i feel like those things want to be seen that's what i've got from all the like paranormal stuff i've watched and listened to is like they want to be seen you know like what's that reasoning for that is that true i don't know yeah yeah if you're not normally alone maybe it was trying to comfort you (laughs) i don't know you really Um, yeah like if we turn it and see into a different light it's like oh maybe it was just kind of lonely because this house used to be full of so much energy all the time every day and that could have disrupted like their energy whatever like spirits or it could disrupt their energy and most of our like from my experience like most of our experiences my cousins like our generation was when we were older and when we were it seemed like oh we were alone it's really rare you were ever alone in that house house. because there's so many people my grandma had 13 grandchildren wow and there's at least five of us that live there at a time so it's like that's busy yeah yeah right so not to be to freak you guys out but there could have been hauntings that you just attributed to each other you know what I mean like footsteps doors you because if there's so many people in the house because that's like when I first moved to Philly I lived alone for the first time ever in my life and every single noise terrified me because I knew I was alone so I couldn't be like oh it's my sister oh it's you know a dog or something so I got a cat because immediately every single noise in the apartment just was the cat you know what I mean? That and is I kind true. Of, yeah, so I think it kind of applies, like, for what for you, like, not to freak you out, but, like, who knows how many noises you heard when the house was full that actually wasn't, like, that's probably why they started showing themselves when you were alone, because they were like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I'm slamming doors and no one's reacting. I need to get these people alone. I'm over it. The most recent story I heard, I just talked to my cousin who lived she lived there the longest and she was like the only thing that happened to me because i was like talking about like me wanting to tell my story on this podcast she's like the only thing that happened to me was like my grandma and pop-up came into my room one night and was like did you guys hear this big bang there was a huge bang outside of like in the hallway and like she she didn't hear it that's that's the only thing she said she experienced she said it was loud enough for them to like come into their room and check on everybody that's so spooky I wonder what they know. <laughs> I bet you they knew more than they were telling you guys about like hauntings they've experienced and things like that. Well, yeah, it got creepy because my grandma never wanted to leave the house. So it definitely got into that creepy where she was sort of like, this bitch knows what's going on. She got attached, yeah, to something there. That's interesting. You don't hear that a lot with haunted houses. Like you don't hear like like you mentioned hoarding, like hoarders wanting to stay in haunted houses which i guess makes sense you know what i mean like it's interesting yeah she was those i mean looking back on it because that's what i'm saying about the people in the house now maybe they don't experience anything because maybe it was something she bought (laughs) yeah yeah it could have been any number of things that like grown attached to something in there so maybe it wasn't so maybe those people don't experience anything you know or maybe it was something just attached to her she was witchy. Was she? Was she? I love all a little witchy. witchy. We're all a little witchy, I think. But yeah, right. That's fun. <laughs> Did she teach you any spells or anything like that? 
No, that's but fair. <laughs> she was a witch with a bee. No. <laughs> that's that's another, a lot of grandmas <laughs> have that in them as well. She was uh, just like the man, you know? She just ran shit. That and rocks. she had like all these women around her. And she was like, do don't ever let a man tell you to do this. <laughs> and you're like, okay. So she would go to thrift stores and buy antiques as well? Yeah, at one point she had her own antique store to sell the antiques she had because that's how many antiques she had. That rocks. I'm jealous of her life. I want to do that. <laughs> sell antiques and just. I know, and them. I hate like, I hate when I say hoarder. Yeah. Because it makes me feel bad. Like, oh, I'm not saying she was a hoarder. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But when I see hoarders on TV, mm-hmm. they like hoard trash. She had cool stuff. Right. Like she yeah. didn't, it wasn't like that. When you see a hoarder, you're like, remember that lady in hoarders who like collected the dirty diapers? Yeah. Like, no. like she wasn't like that. She collected like nice shit. <laughs> like it yeah. was nice. She's like more of you know, like a collector. Yeah. Yeah. But it was out of hand. Mm. It was like a hoarder level. Cause like it was also like stuff like, uh, um, this is like a podcast about my grandma. I love it. Um, <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> she really was that bitch. Um, like fabric. Oh, so but that's have other stuff. that has value though. So like when like I thought you were gonna say something insane, like paper plates or something. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like fabric still has value. Will always have some sort of value. Yeah. I mean, like, does she need a whole room from literally floor to top full of fabric? no no <laughs> but but at least she was selling it that's also a good indication because i feel like quarters um have a compulsion to keep like they wouldn't be able to sell their stuff they just wouldn't you know what i mean like i watch those shows it's they're really sad i feel for people that go through that like it's usually because of like a a traumatic experience in their life like i saw this one guy his wife died and then he started hoarding rats it was the craziest but he clearly... just unlocked a new fear i'm sorry <laughs> a new fear i looked at my boyfriend and i was like if you don't hoard rats i'm coming for you <laughs> one you rat. better yeah i was one like rat, but if you have too many they can gang up on you they can you're right <laughs> and yeah they do eat people but he would like feed them and stuff so like okay. they knew he was his food source right. he was their food source they showed a video of him like feeding them like just just like throwing the food and them all eating and the noise they made all of them like eating together was so horrible anyway this is also not what this podcast is about but just a tangent um i don't even know what show but or horde animals that's a different type of gray that's a whole different that's animal order but yeah. I fucking don't keep shit because of that, though. That'll That's change. Good. Growing up with a hoarder, you'll be like, do I need this? No, get rid of it. <laughs> no, I don't. I feel like I try to be that person, but no matter where I look, there's always more shit to throw out. <laughs> I'm always like, how did this happen? I don't know. It's hard. I, I have so out. much shit. I feel bad. Yeah. Have you ever felt emotions? Then do we have the podcast for you. Feel Feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians Danny Getz and George Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest, emotionally distraught people 
i.e. comedians, they know and talk feelings. Every Friday, hear very funny people reminisce on Ren and Stimpy, worry about the Wizard of Oz, and emote over their emo phase. Check out Feel Feelings with Danny and George, a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them. Is there anything else about your story you want to talk about before I get into what I prepared for you today? No, I'm glad you believe me. Yay. I <laughs> so do. Of course I believe you. It sounds like my story. <laughs> oh my gosh. I loved it. I love the visual of your grandma's house. I'm I want to send you photos. I'm never going to see it. Oh, do you have pictures of it? Please send me photos. I would love to. I was just photos. saying. I, I was sad that I wasn't going to get to see it. Um, cool. Can I post one here let me know we'll talk about it after <laughs> okay she um, loved her house she would love if you found it that's so sweet it um has she passed away is that what i'm mm-hmm. hearing yeah it would be really funny if she haunted the house now like to the new people like i thought about that too where would she want to go if she died that house she lived in for fucking 35 years or something crazy Right? Yeah, because a lot of people talk about like how sad it is that ghosts stick around because they assume it's like unfinished business, like oh they were murdered or oh their ex was cheating on them, so they're sticking around, you know. But like sometimes I think ghosts stay because they just loved a place and they're not ready for the new life yet. You know what I mean? Like oh I love this house, I just want to spend a couple more years with it before I go on to the next. When I hear. Like if I if I'm watching a show and they think that it's someone that that person knew who was haunting them and that was connected to them, I get so fucking jealous. Yeah, I get yeah. so jealous. Like yeah. I swear, I'm like, you're so fucking lucky that that happened. You know, I would give anything to have that. Like somebody knowing that somebody's left and is still there, that would be awesome. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Where I'm like, I want. I want confirmation. Like when people are like, when I die, I'll, I'll do something. And then they come to you in a dream or something. Like, I don't know. That'd be, that. I, I agree. Be sweet. Yeah. Man. One day. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone. Like, I want to go so fucking bad. Well, here's the thing I've learned as someone who has been haunted uh, at an age where like, I like, I thought I wanted to be, do you know what I mean? Cause like when you're a kid, you don't really have it. You're not like, Oh, I would like to see a ghost. But like, as you get older, like in college, you always think you want to see the ghost until you see the ghost. It's like, Oh, never mind. I take it back. I'm not ready to face this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I also tell people, I'm like, I've seen, I've seen a ghost, but I wasn't haunted. Yeah. There's such a difference to me on like, like my one experience that I've seen one time, that's I've seen a ghost. But like being haunted, like having someone with you all the time is yeah. so much different than what I experienced. That's true. Yeah, same. That's what I, I tell people too. Cause like growing up in a haunted house, my parents still living there, people are like, isn't it crazy? And it's like, they don't haunt us all the time. <laughs> like, I don't know why or when they right. choose or what. Like, it's not an all the time thing. And my mom is so quick to be like, no, like this Christmas, literally this Christmas, I was sitting on the couch. My mom has like candlesticks and like candles in it. 
and we're all sitting there opening presents on Christmas and the candle just flies out of the candlestick. And I look at her and I'm like, mom, I was looking at it. Nobody touched it. And she's like, no, it was blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So you know what I mean? Anyway, I was just like, whatever. But, if that, but sometimes if she's living there, she has to tell herself that. That's true. Right? Well, she's not scared. Even if she's told me like, she's like, I had a dream. I was in the house, but it was like from when it was made and people were talking to me and I got too excited. I was like, what did they say? What did they look like? Tell me everything. And she's like, no, I'm not going to tell you anything. And I was like, damn it. She knew. She knew I'd come right onto this podcast and be like, my mom saw ghosts. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right. That's annoying. But... It's not going to be another one of your stories. Yeah, yeah. So I guess next time I'll be like, oh, I guess if you want to tell me all the juicy ghost stuff they said, then that's fine. You know? I was too the excited. Hot ghost tea. <laughs> yeah. like beyond the grave tea. Yeah, yeah, the beyond the grave tea. Ugh, so jealous of my mom. I know she gets haunted because it's always the person who doesn't want to get haunted that gets the most. You know. <laughs> I'm so frustrated. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I like to try to do a story that like matches your like what you're, you're talking about. And the only, and we've done like kid hauntings a lot, <laughs> believe it or not, they get haunted a lot. Um, right. <laughs> so I just, I decided to look up cryptids that scare children. Do you know what a cryptid is? It's no. Okay. That's okay. It's like Bigfoot. It's like the Loch Ness monster. Okay. It's like, um, any type of like entity that you think Slender like Man. animal. Yeah. Slender Man could be a cryptid for sure heard something drop i don't know what that was but maybe you're not that out sorry you no i'm not <laughs> it was weird it was like it sounded like a knock at the door but no one's there anyway i'm just gonna pretend that didn't happen <laughs> oh my grandma oh Where's my god your grandma's coming over to hang out um, I plant, but then i accidentally killed the plant she knew she got out in time she was like this plan isn't looking good i'll move into another one (laughs) that's so funny okay and i also i have other research too but i kind of want to share my screen with you i'm trying to figure it out because i have like two things i want up but i also want to show you the the graphics so what are they called again i'm sorry what's the word they're called cryptids cryptids i think i do I'm not going to read all of them because this is like, so what can you oh, la Lorena. and what can I see? Yeah, she's a, a big one. She scares kids a lot. I want to get, I can't see you. So if you, I'm just, I can see I'm it. putting you down. Okay, cool. Okay. Can you still see my screen if I move it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the ones I wanted to talk about. Um, So this is a graphic from playgroundequipment.com. It's called 31 Mythical Creatures Uses Care Children from Around the World. Um, do you want to describe? So the first one I wanted to talk about was the Abozu. Uh, uh, I, I don't think I'm saying that right. But do you want to describe what he looks like? A blue, what is a cyclopean? Is that like cyclopean? Monk that kidnaps children who run and play in fields instead of going straight home after school. Yeah, he's a cyclop, cyclopean monk. Oh, cyclopean. He has like cute little Japanese shoes on. He's not scared. I mean, none of the graphics it's are very scary. Very cute. <laughs> but I just no. Like I that. would say that this deer looks 
fucking scary as fuck. Oh yeah, the Inuit one, the Ezerok, I guess. Um, what does he do? He kidnaps kids and hides them and abandons them. And if you can convince him to let you go, um, you can use stone, some stone of some sort to find your way home. Yeah, he's really oh, scary. What is okay, it? I agree. The Japanese guy is very cute. <laughs> yeah. This one, the Egyptian one, the Abu Rigo Masluka. Definitely not pronouncing these right. I apologize to all cultures. It's going to be <laughs> rough for me. Um, is a ghost of a badly burned child who died because he did not listen to his parents. He steals misbehaving kids and cooks them. Okay, but I will say, like, being isn't being burned alive the worst way to die? Like, you're going to tell that to kids? <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah i guess i guess you know to convince them to listen to you that is a really scary story and also you would think if he was burned alive he wouldn't want to do that to to others but this guy's really cute this is called the tata duende from belize it's a goblin that protects forests and animals it's used to deter children from playing outside at night or going into the jungle that's good because we don't want them going into the jungle. Yeah, he's like so. a little gnome. So you'll notice with he actually kind of looks like Dan's dad. <laughs> I'm gonna send this to Dan after. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh that. If you knew what his his dad looked like, he'd be like, okay, uh, a joke just for me and Dan. Um, but yeah, so you'll notice like a theme with these, which is why I picked them. Is like it's usually stuff. Um, a lot of I feel like cryptids and urban legends are stuff to like cultural ways to like protect your kids you know that maybe they're not scared of the jungle but they're definitely going to be scared of a little scared of a little goblin in the night you know <laughs> so um in canada there's the bon home scepters which is definitely french right the Even nicest houses... scary guy ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a key he looks like a wizard Ooh, but he eats children Mm. does he 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 it's steals them oh thing yeah. on them and then he's got a little kid in his handbag like he's gonna <laughs> put it in the lunch. he's like i am mm, starving i cannot wait to <laughs> get this kid home yeah we'll do uh classic. yeah Eat yeah there... that? hansel Sorry. and gretel hansel and gretel didn't oh didn't yeah she... She did. She was a witch yeah. that tried to eat them. It was always, it's always some shit, like, weird shit. It's like, oh, okay, that went left. Okay. Yeah, that's a good, I think that's, like, a don't trust strangers story, right? Like, even the sweet old lady is probably trying to eat you, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, this one I thought was really scary, the Il Beliaga from Malta. It's literally, it's like the grudge. They live in a well. And grabs children who look down at it. So yeah, so there's okay, like a I have no wells nearby. Actually, <laughs> there's a guess who had a well. My grandma had a well on her. No, there was a well. Oh, yeah, but I, it wasn't like open. Uh, I, when I you feel can like she knew it. Okay, it wasn't well, like God. scary. It was like blocked off with the thing. Your grandma had, like, every spooky thing possible in one spot. Oh, yeah. We dodged a bullet on the well, though. <laughs> I don't know. Scary. <laughs> oh, 
Um, yeah, that is a nightmare. So um, the reason I was showing this, and it kind of, I mean, your story isn't as similar, but um, as I mentioned, I feel like they were used as a way to put real fear into kids who might not be afraid of like jungles or woods. So like, according to the live science article, Urban Legends, How They Start and Why They Persist by Heather Whip, um, legends need to make cultural sense. Urban legends are good indicators of what's going on in society, said Coven, who's part of the International Society of Contemporary Legend Research, which, wow, how do you get into that? <laughs> like, uh, how do you end up there? Um, job. I would like that. <laughs> me too. Um, he goes on to say, by looking at what's implied in a story, we get an insight into the fears of a group of society. Uh, urban legends need to make cultural sense noting that some stick around for decades while others fizzle out, depending on the relevance to modern social order. It's a lack of information coupled with these fears that gives rise to new legends. When demand exceeds supply, people will fill in the gaps with their own information. They'll just make it up. Um, the abundance of conspiracy theories and legends surrounding 9-11, the war in Iraq, and Hurricane Katrina seem to point to distrust in the government among some groups. So pretty much legends are like are really like tied to um our culture which is so interesting i don't know i just thought it'd be cool to talk about i'm trying to think about like ones that i grew up with i mean uh, a really good example of like you know not everything is as it seems is like the classic you're you're you get into your car at night and then you're being followed by like a truck that keeps high beaming you and you're like why am i being high beamed and then um you pull into a gas station, you're like, this guy's been following me and high-beaming me. And then the guy comes in, and he's like, I wasn't trying to scare you. There's a guy in your backseat. And then you go and you find the guy in the backseat with the knife. Have you heard of this one before? I saw, they did that on American Horror Story this past year. Yeah. Well, yeah, didn't they have like a Legends season or something? Or yeah, yeah. It was on that. Yeah, yeah, it was. I didn't realize that it was on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so culturally, like, you know, like the fear of driving at night, the fear of men, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. <laughs> I I immediately just think about all the, me it is, it's media. I'm thinking yeah. about all the, media. I, mean, I mean, the driving scenario, what were those movies, Death, Death Drive, whatever, they were like Quentin Tarantino's, they were like really know. creepy scenarios when you're in a car basically <laughs> yeah that, that makes sense um but what's cool is it like transcends like modern media so like storytelling and and telling these like warnings to their kids you know like oh the little goblin's gonna eat you up if you don't death proof i mean you ever seen death proof no is it good and it's pretty sick it's like i'll watch uh, it <laughs> it's like it's not really scary but it's it's kind of like spoofy it's it's hard to explain it's really to i'll check it out i like you check it out it's gore you like gore i'm iffy on gore <laughs> i'm a pansy but i've seen quentin tarantino so i know i understand the gore that's involved with him it's basically that scenario like There's... when some creepy guy is revving behind you with his fucking car and it is fucking scary it's so scary uh, there's a, a whole movie that's literally called Urban Legend that's like goes through all of them. Have you ever heard like the hook door guy? Like there's like a crazy hook person and these two. Like I know what you did last summer style. I'm thinking of SpongeBob actually. Yeah. 
SpongeBob is very, yeah, definitely that. Yeah, that is it. Which is so interesting. It was like it's retold in SpongeBob. But yes, the the story is usually like two lovers go somewhere they shouldn't be, and then they leave really fast, and then they find a hook in their door. And I think that's obviously like, don't sneak away (laughs) with romantic interests, you know. (laughs) Or you'll literally die. It it is like really aggressive. Like everything is like you will literally die if you stay up past 7 p.m rules i think classic scary for me and always i don't necessarily know if this is like urban legend but the whole babysitter is alone and you're getting a phone that's a good one oh that to me like when a stranger calls as a kid that was so scary that is that so whole legend of somebody calling you, even in like screen, like what's your favorite scary movie? That whole idea of somebody calling you. I mean, now nobody calls you. So and then being in your well. house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you just then, don't answer. And then the killer is always in the house, obviously. Yeah. You just don't answer now. Like that movie wouldn't happen. You would just ignore. Right. You'd just her. be like, call the lead. And then it would <laughs> text. They'd have to text us. <laughs> I'm in really? your house. It's like, all right, buddy. All right. Why are you doing but then that? Then you actually me? saw, like, I watch a lot of, like, murder, obviously. Of course I do. Like, murder, you know, sure. crime yeah. stories, like 2020 and stuff like that. And there was, like, there there was an episode that scared me, and it was that original scenario. Like, that girl who's babysitting, and she was taken out of her house. Like, the fact that that, like, uh all those fears I had of that story being like oh no that actually can fucking happen to you was like oh, a nightmare shit. right it's like <clears throat> I recently saw that too maybe like a year ago and even as an adult I was like well fuck me I just thought that was <laughs> like a fucking scary shit that they said that's what makes legends and like things like that so scary is like they're supposed to be there's some reality in all of them you know what I mean like there's some truth unsettling truth like i always hate the movies where someone's living in the house and you don't know like that's the thing i'm paranoid about like there's probably someone in my house right now listening to me talking about them (laughs) you know because people are are, people are so scary they're scarier than cryptids i think well that's like the um to um the halloween candy thing that was a real fucking guy who like murdered people with like an halloween candy like it yeah. was a real thing you're like you don't want to believe that those myths but the come. good thing not good depressing thing so the thing with that story is he actually wanted to kill his own kid for life insurance yeah kids. right yes right so yeah he only really endangered two kids i think one of his kid and one of his kids friends it was his own family so it, it was like it's not like someone, you know, like all those memes where it's like putting my drugs. It's like it's right. not a stranger. Like it was a very pinpointed attack to get life insurance money. Because in reality, no stranger. You want to think no stranger has the motive to kill somebody. But then Unless, there's like right. um, the Tylenol murders. Did you hear about that in Chicago? Mm-hmm. They had to switch from jail caps because someone had been like injecting the jail caps with. I think arsenic and just yes. kill- that was just killing strangers like for no reason weird people are weird hmm? I mean people kill strangers 
people do kill strangers i think that's like the sociopath thing it's like they just want to do it like i had a friend who had an abusive ex and he always said like he always wanted to know what it was like to like slip like mercury into like a stranger's drink on their way out or something to try to kill them i was like where is he now and she's like oh he's around (laughs) like they're not together and i'm like oh okay well that's terrible so there's people out there that just or even the Ohio killings. Also, this is a lot, a lot more true crimey than my normal podcast, but that's totally fine. I love um, it. Yeah, the Ohio. Did, did you see the, I, was it Ohio, where they killed those college kids? Teenagers were in, oh, because the professor wanted to know what it was like to kill or something. It wasn't the professor. It was one of the professor's students. Um, and I, it, it was the same thing. He just wanted to know what it was like. Ugh. And everyone know. was like, I think he'd be better at it. Like, that's okay. my favorite everyone being like well like, look yeah, where that's you are what now you take out of this asshole. yeah <laughs> that's what you get you jerk i just i know uh, and i recently i they did like the short 2020 things i know they don't have that much information on it but i know that like he didn't think that the, all those people would be there and like only meant to kill two of them didn't he kill like five or six of them i think he killed like four people but four, he, yeah. there were like boyfriends there and there was a roommate he didn't kill, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that escaped. Mm-hmm. That was, like, so weird. The whole situation, I couldn't, I literally couldn't make sense of it when I was. Because it doesn't, it's not, it's not a rational human thing to do. They're kind of cryptids of their own. They're monsters. Like, they are not, to to be able to do that to someone else, like, it just doesn't make, it doesn't, like, it doesn't compute to me. Like, well, did you watch Not them? to, like... Did you I watch didn't. I, it, you didn't. It made me feel yucky. I couldn't do it. I was like... I needed to take breaks. Yeah. Between. I had literally thought I had PTSD afterwards. That's how... Not really? literally. But, but not I was just really, like... But like it's traumatizing just watching it. I couldn't even imagine someone actually going through some of this stuff, like... Yeah. Nisi Nash killed. Shout out to Nisi Nash. I'm just gonna say that. She fucking slayed that. You I love that. Nisi Nash. <laughs> watch so it just funny. for her because she fucking kills the, the Really? Damn. Damn. Yeah. That's so funny. But honestly, if you, if you have a weak stomach, you said you're not into gore. It, I, I'm, uh, I'm not usually, sad. but like, I don't fast forward. Like, usually I can stick stuff out, but I actually had to like click you my fast TV. You fast forwarded it? I couldn't watch some of it, the scenes. That's was aggressive r- for a TV show. It was so good, though. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. I'm not going to watch it. This is, I guess I can plug this here. Uh, it's, <laughs> I, during the pandemic, did a podcast where I interviewed murdered victims, friends and families to tell, like, their full life story. Wow. And it was really cool. But it really altered the way I watched true crime. It changed everything for better or worse. Because I was like, I was so obsessed with true crime during the pandemic that I did this whole thing. Um, But after talking to them, I was like, damn. Because like there was, you know, people where the death was like decades. But the way they talked about it, you could tell it still felt like yesterday. So I was like, damn. Like, that's why I like my ghost stories, because it's people who've been dead for like 
centuries <laughs> you know what I mean like it's okay you know have they're you probably ever, with their have you ever like tried to figure out who's like the ghost was or like your scenario because like every time I try to do that I never get anywhere you should look at the historical records in your township that's what my mom did so we know who built our house his name was Manuel Gonzalez and that's who we suspect it is uh not for any he didn't like write it in blood or something like that's just like our best guess yeah like in cursive or whatever (laughs) but um yeah I mean, other than that, I don't think we have as clear a record after he owned it. Um, but that's that's pretty much who we think it is. But I really so. think that I love that whole part of like the investigation scenario of it. Like I love like when people try to really actually be like, who the fuck is this? Or like I love that you know? too. You could probably yeah. reach out to like the township. I mean, you don't own the house anymore, but there's probably some records on it. I At was least- a journalist. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. What did you, what type of journalism? Uh, well, I was political journalism is what I, I had a minor. Yeah. So I do have too. (laughs) I don't do that anymore. Actually, somebody just asked me yesterday. They're like, yeah, you're going to go back to that. I was like, no, I'm never going to do that. Really? Are you, do you write? I just write. Like I'm more into like creative writing, obviously, because we do comedy. Yeah. It is a lot more fun than political writing, for sure. Yeah, I would rather. I, I lasted a year as a journalist in Philly before they just ate me up. And, like, I was like, I want to have a soul after this. Like, so <laughs> That's intense. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got Philly, out of that. Philly is a... a I'm just going to say it here. It's corrupt. It's, it's a corrupt Really? Place. Oh, I mean, I, I knew it, but it's also hard to hear. <laughs> You know, right. like I'm as a, a young journalist who, and you have like so much hope, you know, like you have like so to make much. a difference, yeah, right. And then you go into it, and then you really see what it is, and you're like, I'm, I want to be happy. I want to mm. be happy with what I choose in my you job. Know a little too much, you feel like about Philly. Yeah, it was like I don't know. It just wasn't. It wasn't what I want. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. That's for sure that happens for sure so um i have I, a degree on my wall it's there what did you say i said the degree's there that I <laughs> on my wall do i use it much <laughs> when i first moved to philly i really struggled for a long time like probably my first two years i was really just i felt scared all the time um and i was stressed beyond belief because i worked for an insurance company and i didn't know anything about insurance when I got the job and I was on the phones. So just, just daily, just getting reamed out because I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, so that was a really hard start, but luckily I don't answer phones anymore. I moved up and now I just get to look at emails. Yeah. I was losing, talk about like losing your soul. Like I just couldn't, I could do angry because something was wrong. Like I could do that, but I couldn't do wanting to just hurt me and belittle me because I'm the face of an insurance company, you know? Yeah. I worked in a retail for years, and I I get the... Same. Yeah, same. Five. Bullshit. I never want to do that shit ever again. (laughs) But you know what I learned? I'm so nice to people on the phone. You get so much farther, and you get things. You really... 
if you are nice to people, they will go above and beyond. And now that you're saying this, because most of the customers must be assholes. So when there is someone that is nice, it seems like they're willing to do more for you. My so, other, sorry. yeah. The piece of advice I always give about call centers, and then we'll probably wrap up because this isn't about spooky stuff at all. Just go away. But when you call that first person, they have a set of rules and they have no control over overriding those rules. But there's more than likely someone above them that can. You know what I mean? So if you talk to that person, instead of just fighting and hurting and yelling at them, just go, I hear you. I want to talk to a manager. And then you just keep pushing your way up until you get to someone either, either you get a no higher up because they literally actually can't do it or you'll get to a manager and they'll just do it. And you're not allowed to say it. That's a secret. Like I couldn't say, do you want a manager? You know what I mean? Like I couldn't say it, but I was always thinking it. I was like, just ask a man, just stop yelling at me. Like I can't do it. Like anyway, you'd save a lot of time if you just ask for a manager and I don't get offended. Like no one in a call center who doesn't want to be on a call with you will be upset if you go, can you transfer me? Like, yeah, sure. Whatever. No problem. Anyway, this was really great. Thanks for being on the show. Your stories were awesome. Yeah. Um, We should look in, I mean, not to like glom onto your life, but if you wanted to, we could look into like the history of your house because I'd love to know it. Oh, I could I'm- try to look. I am very down. I've always wanted to be like, who, uh, you know, you, you always want to yeah. find Heck yeah. And um, so in the meantime, because we'll just do another, if we find something cool, we'll just do like a, either like a mini episode or another episode. Yeah, um, I'm definitely down to come back. Cool. In the meantime, where can people find you? Um, You can follow me on Instagram. Kiss underscore off underscore Claudia is my Instagram handle. Um, and all my handles on everything else. I have a podcast, Kiss Off with Claudia Estrada. We talk about movies and TV and fun stuff. So definitely check it out. Yeah, check it out. And your Instagram's really fun because you post clips from your podcast. So it's always a good time to see what crazy thing you kids are getting into. To have to come on. You have to come on. <laughs> I would love it's to. Yeah. Fun. Come on. We have to think about something. Maybe we could do like a Ghost Hunters episode, episode or, something. or something. Like the I best. would love that. Because I have, I've seen some of the scariest shit, in my opinion, on Ghost Hunters. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Do you watch it? You, you watch it, right? I have watched it, yeah. I'm, like, obsessed with it. <laughs> okay, yeah, no. let's do it. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, cool. Um, thanks. Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Chaskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.